This is episode number 310 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, it's Jesse. I wanted to jump in before today's episode to make sure you knew that the waitlist for the next cohort of Coach Collective, our six-month business mentorship program for fitness and health professionals, is now live and we are opening applications early to waitlisters on Sunday, November 12th. So if you want the chance to apply early and to get some special bonuses only available to the waitlist, you can go to the link in today's show notes to add your name onto the no obligation waitlist. Coach Collective, as I said, is our six month business mentorship program designed to help you elevate your perinatal pelvic health or non-diet fitness or health business to new heights of success with six months of strategic mentorship in small group and one-to-one capacity. So the folks that we have come in with Coach Collective are working in online or in-person or hybrid type ways, working with their clients or patients and are feeling lonely, confused, overwhelmed or just stuck with the growth and direction that they want to see in their business. And we're here to help support you in it to find a more clear, organized fashion of growing your business and reaching the levels of success that you are desiring. So again, applications will open up for the next cohort, the 2024 cohort of Coach Collective. We only enroll folks once per year. We start in January and run through the end of June. Go to the link in today's show notes or programs.jessiemundell.com slash coco dash waitlist to add your name. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. So we thought we would take you through a little behind the scenes of a day in the life of a couple of business owners, a couple of moms and tell you what our daily structure looks like. And of course, our day's are varied and they change day to day and week to week. And there's so many things that can come up during the day, especially we're both moms to two kids. So we all know the potential chaos that can come along with that. But we did want to show you as, again, business owners, and both of us have been entrepreneurs and owning our own business for many years now, what things look for look like for us today in 2023 
Do you want to start? Give us an example. Sure. And Justin and I were talking before we hit record. For me, I have I have different days. I have clinic days and then I have non-clinic days. So I'll kind of go over uh, the two different type of days for any physios who are listening. I know recently we were at an event together and I did chat with a number of physios who were like, I want to be able to do that. I want to have days where I'm in clinic and other days where I can focus on other aspects of, of my business. So um, a clinic day for me typically looks like in the morning, um, I bring both my kids to before school care. So even prior to them being in school, the daycare they were at was inside of a school and that happens to be the school they go to now. So I will drop them off there. Um, and then I'll head straight to the clinic and what my day looks like at the start and every physio is a bit different. This is just what has always worked for me. I like to plan ahead. I like to be organized and I like my time with my clients to be the most efficient as possible. And that comes with, I take time before my day to prep my charts. So I will go through all of my client charts for that day. When I previously saw them, I create a plan for what we want to do next in the short term, but also long term. So I prep all my charts so I know when they're coming in exactly what we're going to work on, which may change based on what's gone on since they last saw me. So knowing there's always flexibility in that. Um, but having that ahead of time is, I just find really key. Um, and checking emails. So for those who don't know, I have my own physiotherapy practice here in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. And yeah, I started it as a solo practice. I now have another wonderful physio who's joined me and she's in the clinic um, one day a week. So I'm doing emails um, for any emails that come into the clinical practice uh, for both of us. So that's kind of how it starts. And then I will see clients throughout the day. Um, I don't typically every physio has gotten a little different. I don't typically schedule a lunch because I know depending on how appointments look that day and I have a little bit of space between clients to give you know time for them to kind of check out and the other one to come in and, and get the room ready. So at some point I will eat lunch <laughs> in terms of in there. Um, and then at the end of the day, again, as a physio and I realize the public doesn't always know this, but then we actually have to have time to chart. So depending on the client, I may get to chart in between, um, but oftentimes it's that extra time at the end of the day that you're doing that. Um, I use an online program called Embodia for any physios who are looking for one to send exercises to, um, to their clients. Embodia is my top recommendation. So I also will do that by end of day. Um, and also I'm grateful that my husband, his job, um, he will typically start earlier in the morning than I do so that he can actually pick up the kids from school. Um, so he will pick them up. So then by the time I come home, everyone's home. Um, typically at that point, that's actually when I work out. Um, and I realized we did do a, an episode on that recently, because I feel like I don't really talk about that as much. It's just a habit. And I'm like, I probably should share about it more because people ask, like, how do you fit exercise in? Um, so that's kind of my time to work out. And then um, and then we'll do dinner. And then in the evening, Jess and I were talking about this, too. Like, that's often when I'm doing kind of working on social media or working behind the scenes on some of my online resources like Bump to Birth, um, especially when my kiddos were very little. They're now almost five and almost eight. 
Um, but that's kind of like evenings, whereas now I'm trying to, with my evenings, kind of have those back and not be doing as much work um, during those times. So that's kind of like a, I would say a general clinic day for me, which is often three times a week. There's been times uh, where it's been four times a week. It kind of depends. Um, but that would be kind of a typical clinic day for me. So do you want, do you want to go to one of your days? Just I'll go about my non-clinic days as well, but yeah. Okay. I have questions first though. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Okay. What time do you get to the clinic in the mornings? Um, usually around like eight 15 ish. And then your first yeah. person is an first person, usually between nine and nine 15 is okay. when I will see them. Cool. Yeah. And your sessions with them are how long? Yeah. So typically for follow-ups, they're around 45 minutes, but if we do a partner labor prep session for my pregnant clients, um, we do, I do prenatal or birth prep. I now over the years have figured out rather than just do it all at the end, I will weave it into every session I see them throughout their pregnancy. But then around 34 weeks, we'll have their partner come in. So it's a review for my client, but great option for um, their partner to learn. So those ones are about an hour. And then assessments are about 70 minutes. And those we've kept virtual. It has worked fantastic for clients. Um, because there's so much in terms of education and discussion and we can watch them do exercise and movement over the screen. And we also get to see them in their environment, whether they're at home or at work to be able to see where they're moving and where they're having symptoms really makes a difference. And they can already see change in their symptoms, which is awesome. So yeah. So basically 70 minutes, 60 minutes or 45 minutes is what I'm typically seeing clients for. Cool. And then yeah. you are leaving the clinic what time? At what time? Usually by the time I'm done charting, it's around 4.30 is when I'm leaving. And when you're working out, what are the yeah. kids doing? <laughs> so at this age, and this is why I think it's good to talk about, because I know a lot of people are like, I can't do it at home. Like my kids are crawling all over me. And definitely we both have had those. And I know you've recorded that. You've shared that. I feel like I'm like, I should have recorded what that looked like for me too. Um, at, th at the ages that they're at, they're doing their own thing. Like, and I don't in the house we're living in, um, I don't have a gym. So I know some people are like, I don't have space. Literally my, <laughs> the space I have to work out, our living room and dining room are like attached. And so I have this like little piece where I can grab all my weights. My weights are not where I work out. They're in our back room. So I bring them out to the living room. I have enough space. I use a yoga mat, even though I'm not necessarily doing yoga, I'm more often doing strength training, but just to have that space with a bit of cushion, if I'm going on the floor, but that's literally the space I have. I really, it is a small space, but I just, from doing it for over the years for so long, I'm like, you can make it really effective. So that's, they're basically doing their own thing. They know to kind of <laughs> leave me alone. Sometimes the last questions I'll be like, I'll get to you when I'm done. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they just know. And then sometimes they join in. It's one of those <laughs> things where this, they're like, I'm going to do it. And it doesn't last very long, but I'm like, it's good, good effort with that. And they just, they realize that that, that is my time and it's something important to me. And it's, I find it's really cute when, cause sometimes, especially when they were really young, they'd be like, why are you 
doing that? And I'm like, cause I feel good. My body feels so much better and keeps aches and pains away. But I'm like, it also lets me carry you. And so every time I carry my son down the stairs, which he's almost five and still wants that. <laughs> and so does my daughter actually, but she's more of a piggyback now with how tall she is. But um, my son will be like, oh, you're doing your exercise so you can carry me. Like they realize how strength training actually translates into real life as well. So I love it. Yes. I love that. I think that's such a good note just on the small space and the strength training. That's what my life is like too. I mean, we were so lucky to have a gym space in our basement up until three and a half years ago, but now it's just like a tiny corner of space and that's it. And it's okay. Yeah. You just make it work. And I think that comes with as, again, it's more of a habit of doing it. Um, and I was talking to a client yesterday about it because she just had her first and I was explaining how, you know, things often change when kids come in the picture. Like for me, I always went to a gym, worked out in the gym basically until I had my first. And then I would work out at home and we were actually in a condo building. So there was a gym there. So then eventually I went down to that. Then we moved here to Peterborough. I was back working out at home. And then when she was a toddler before I got pregnant again, I did go back to the gym, do my workouts at a gym. But then when I got pregnant with my second, like it just the time to go and all the things I was like, I'd rather work out at home, be effective, be efficient and not have to spend all that extra time getting there, getting back, blah, blah, blah. So and that's just kind of stuck. And I feel like we're we're going to be moving again shortly. Um, and I'll have a little bit bigger space. I won't, I still don't have quote unquote a gym, but there's a room that my husband will have an office section in. And then I'll have part of the room for just to keep all my exercise equipment in one spot and actually use it in that spot. Um, so I'll probably be continuing always working out at home. I don't know when I will go back to a gym just because it's just easier that way. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll tell about my day and then we'll go back to your non-clinic day. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So the way that my week is structured is that Mondays and Fridays, I take no calls if I can avoid it. If there are things that come up, I might take some calls on those days, but generally speaking, I try to keep those days as open as possible to, really have focused more like high level CEO time in the business of really figuring out like where we're going. Is there anything we need to debrief on? What's the marketing plan moving forward? What needs to be happening? What needs to be delegating, etc. And I also tend to keep Fridays a bit more chill I try not to work a whole day on Fridays. I try to leave the house, go to the gym, like go for a longer walk, do something on Fridays to like mark the capping of the week ending. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are kind of my bigger days in the business where I will take meetings, take calls, record podcasts, record other stuff that needs to be done for courses, programs, social media. Um, and I'll just give you an example of what has happened today. So today's Thursday, we're recording two podcast episodes today, right before this, I was recording content for marketing funnels in the business, but this morning, how the day started off was I woke up at 
six, 10, I was kicked in the side for like a solid hour before that by a small child. So that was very, very nice. <laughs> but I got up at 6.10, 6.15 and usually how my day starts or the way I'd like my day to start is to be alone with quiet time before anyone else in the house is awake. It does not happen all the time. But when I get even a little bit of time just to myself, I find that the day feels a lot smoother and my brain feels a lot more fresh on those days. And honestly, today I was just scrolling Instagram and TikTok and like figuring out what happened in the world last night, which is generally what I'm doing is like figuring out what world events have occurred, what do I need to be aware of, etc. It might be a little bit of responding to Instagram messages or checking in with email um, just like kind of seeing what happened overnight in the world and then in the business too. Then I get the kids ready for school, get them to the bus stop. That is an event in itself. <laughs> if you know, you know, they get on the bus around 8.15 and then I usually take 30-ish minutes to eat, make myself a solid breakfast, and then just kind of paper to pen, plan out my day from there, which I really like to do, like visually see it, write it down. And then it'll be a combo of things. Again, like actual work in the business of taking care, what needs to be done? Do I need to be doing anything, writing anything, writing marketing emails, emailing back individual people in the inbox, which I try not to do as often as possible because my assistant Roxanne takes care of that. Um, and then it might be taking client calls with our fitness coaching clients or business coaching clients. So those are usually booked in 30 minute sessions. And I might have one to two of those per day on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. It could be recording podcasts, like I said, recording things for social media, or just generally checking in with the business and seeing where am I needed to move things along, essentially, for other people to do. And then on a couple of days a week, I do go to the gym, which has been really fun for me over the last year to go back to a gym. And I was just thinking of you as you were saying it. I probably wouldn't want to go to a gym if I saw people throughout the day more. <laughs> so my business is designed in such a way that I see so few people in a day that going to the gym a couple of times has just been so nice. A couple of times a week is so nice to like see other humans, see other adults. And I'm not talking to them by any means, but like being around that energy is kind of nice. Um. And then once I get back from the gym, or that could be a walk instead of the gym, I usually have about an hour-ish until my day wraps up. And really my workday is done at 3.30 because I go out at 3.45 to get the kids from the bus. And I like at least a tiny buffer before kind of transitioning my energy into what is needed from after <laughs> they get off the bus until the end of the day. So yeah, I just make sure in that time period, do I need to eat? Do I need to take a minute to lie down? Like, what do I need to transition out of work mode into like as present as possible parent mode? 
And then from 3.45 till 8, 8.30 is just mostly all kids. Homework, reading, if anything like that comes up, dinner, chores, whatever it is, playing, bedtime. And then same as you, Anita, this is so different from what my life looked like even three years ago. Five years ago, for sure, I was working after bedtime every night. And now it's more rare that I am working because I do have much more time during the day to actually do the things that need to happen in the business. So usually after bedtime looks like watching a show, doing something for me, not a ton of work happens. I'll check in with social media, might answer some quick messages. If a client has boxered, respond to that. But generally, I'm not getting into anything too intense after bedtime anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of it. Yeah, full day with all of that. It's interesting when you talked about, because like, I didn't talk too much about the morning. And I feel like mornings shift as if if you have kids or you're planning on having kids, just there's so many different periods in life, right? So whether it's a clinic day or a non-clinic day for me in the morning, and this is also on weekends, is I've noticed how much I enjoy that morning time. And I usually, um, my husband and I are like early risers. We always have been. And then you have babies and then they force you to be, it's a little bit different pre-kids when like we would get up early on our own account and be like, we want to be up versus then there's that period of time where you're like, you're being forced up really early. Um, And now we're back to, cause the kids sleep and all that. So we still both get up early, um, but I'll like make the kids lunch, make my coffee and then we'll all go outside and we'll usually have our coffee together in the backyard really early in the morning. Like now it's like pitch dark when we're out there, but we still do it. Um, and just being outside, I mean, just something about it. Um, I really enjoy and like we kind of catch up about stuff or talk about what's coming up that day, things like that. Um, so that's usually how I start my morning every morning. Um, and then usually we'll uh, we'll hear someone being like, come get us basically upstairs. So the kids still still want us to come get them uh, when they get up. So usually my son's up first. My daughter, we actually have to wake her up, which is a lovely stage in life to be in. Um But yeah, on those non-clinic kind of weekdays, um, Mondays, the kids do that before school care that I was mentioning on the clinic days as well. So typically, again, we'll be up. That's where I'll drop them off. And then in the morning, I either come back home and do work or sometimes I'll go to a coffee shop um, to do work. And that's usually like there's emails involved, but also kind of what I call like creative work. So in terms of like on the online side of things, so whether in my bump to growth method, whether it's workshops, that's usually what my morning is. And then the afternoons on uh, Mondays. So sometimes we record podcasts on Mondays, usually Monday, if I can, I try similar to like Monday, I usually try to keep out of all meetings if possible, because how you talked about, you don't really see people during your day. So you like to go (laughs) to the gym. My clinic days, which I absolutely have the best clients and love what I do. And there's also an energy exchange there, right? So it's like, I need that Monday as much as I can to kind of not talk to people. Like I just need during the day, because also when the kids come home, then you're on kind of mother duty um, with that. And my husband, I know, finds the same thing too. It's like, he's off work. And then it's like, it's like, we're both on parent duty when they come home, whereas pre-kids, 
we would, you know, he would commute home from work and I would kind of be commuting. We were in Toronto at the time. So I would take TTC or walk home. You had that time to kind of just have to yourself. And then we'd be hanging out with each other, you know, going to the gym or whatever, but it's just different when you have kids. So that Monday for me is something I just find really helpful, helps me organize my week. Um, So that's typically what Mondays will look like. Sometimes I'm recording things. Um, And then Thursdays, we don't do before school care. So Thursdays, we've kind of kept those as um, like slower mornings. So I actually bring the kids to school. So I still get up early, but we just have more time in the morning. I'll drop the kids off when school starts. And then again, that morning time is usually kind of admin stuff, computer stuff, sometimes creative stuff. And then Thursday afternoon, it's usually like this. So it's either like podcasts. Um, I'm doing one-to-one mentorship coaching calls with physiotherapists. So those who are either going into perinatal um, health or pelvic health or opening a solo practice or want to kind of have more of a presence online or kind of in a virtual capacity. So usually Thursday afternoons, there is kind of that meetings or one-to-one or podcasts and that. Um, And then Fridays, I'm back in clinic. Um, But it's one of those things, those days I find sometimes get, uh, like I'll have a plan for example, like today, what I was going to do. And actually I was planning to record a guest podcast after this. However, my husband then had to travel to site for his work. So I ended up having to reschedule that so I can pick up the kids from school. So Monday and Thursdays, and then this morning, um, my son had a dental appointment. So we kind of pushed everything. So sometimes Mondays and Thursdays don't look like how I picture they're going to look. They end up having other things come in. Um, but over the years, I've just kind of learned to like be flexible and go with it. And sometimes that means pushing off something I had planned to get done. Um, and that's just how it is. Whereas my clinic days are pretty set in terms of hours. I don't, or I avoid as much as possible having like personal appointments that day, anything like that, just so I know I can be in clinic, um, and not have to move appointments around in that respect. So those are kind of like the non-clinic days. So there, there's definitely... A variety of things that happen on those days. Um, but I think sometimes it's helpful for people to hear what those look like compared to clinic days. Um, I did finally get a part-time VA, so a virtual assistant in my clinical practice who works a couple hours a week. She's been off since June because she had baby number two. So it was helpful having her over that last year because she would help with email. I was still doing email and stuff with the clinic, but a little bit less. So I was back kind of fully into it. And then she's coming back uh, in November. So I'll be in the email a little bit less with the the clinic. And my goal is to kind of increase that over time. So I'm not doing as much admin, but that's just kind of what life looks like right now in terms of that. So kind of, I feel like it's like, you've got a lot of different hats on. I know you feel that too, with like the online side. Um, And before you had Roxanne helping out, right? That it's like, you're kind of doing everything. Um, And then over time, you figure out what you can delegate, what you don't need to do at all. Um, And even um, kind of like organizing your days uh, in certain ways. So like how I have my clinic days, I don't see clients like physio clients on those other two days. But Thursdays, I may do things like this, like the podcast and mentorship, which is a different kind of energy. And then Mondays, I really try to keep that for no meetings and just kind of head down, do work. But then also I love getting walks in whenever possible. Cause we were talking about, um, 
before when I lived in Toronto, I never felt like I had to go for a walk. You just walked everywhere. Like I walked two to three hours a day and you just didn't even really know you did that. That was just kind of what happened. Whereas now with where we live, it, I would consider it a small city, but like for me to walk to work, I can't spend an hour walking to work with the kids and with what life looks like. So I now have to like schedule in time to go for a walk because that to me gives me something different than when I work out. And when I work out, it gives me something different than a walk. So for me, both of those are just really key um, to keep going. They're a habit, but I do have to like schedule that time in. Otherwise, yeah, your day can go by and more so with the walking than working out. Um, sometimes the walking doesn't get done, which like I miss having that time outside and moving. Um, walk or workouts again because they're inside and like I keep them short concise efficient those are more apt to get done and I feel really off if I don't do those yeah yeah I fully agree with all of that I've been noticing so much since the start of fall started back to school that like full days will go by and I haven't been outside except from getting the kids to the bus stop and then when I go to get them like I need to figure out a way to habit stack this to actually go outdoors because yeah. this is not good for the mental health as we're getting darker and colder as well, too. You should try the morning. You should try the morning. It was a client yeah. I was talking to this the other day and she's similar. All her stuff is online and we talked about it. And I was like, honestly, it makes a difference. If you can start your day outside, it yeah. just sets the tone a little bit different for how you feel. Just yeah. as a as an option. <laughs> yeah. No, I really should. The only issue is that the way I walk is like a highway to get to the quieter country road. And it's so busy at that time that it's mm-hmm. slightly terrifying. But yeah, I need to figure it out in some way yeah. to get Just there. Do it in your yard. So That's our yard. I was thinking. I'll just do laps around the yard. <laughs> I literally do that. And I told my husband the other day, I'm like, if someone saw this, they'd be like, what does she do? Like <laughs> our yard is very tiny. I'm very grateful that we have a yard, period. But I literally with my coffee and I'll like walk around the yard and then I'll walk to the front of the house and down the sidewalk and I'll walk back and I'll just keep doing that in the morning, having a coffee and we'll chat or sometimes we're both doing our own thing. But even just being in your yard outside. Yeah. yeah. Still worth it. Okay. The other thing talking through this has made me realize that it's just so nice now. Same. My kids are five and eight. They've been full-time in school now for two years. This is, was not my work schedule for years before this. We had little childcare, naps were happening I was just like flying by the seat of my pants and my business for when I could work for so long so I had no real structure there was no like days and times blocked off for this type of work or for this type of work it was just like get the shit done that needs to be done in however long you might have which could be 15 minutes maybe it's two hours and I just got so conditioned and really effective at doing that and now I cannot work if they're around (laughs) my brain just changed so much in that period of just having to do the things because that was what required of me 
But now that I have space and time, I can't revert to that. And it's so nice to have the privilege to not have to do that most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find it's different too. Like if they're around now at this age, they, they want us or need us in a different way. Yeah. Like it's constantly asking for like, can I, can you get this? Can I do that? Can you watch this? Yeah. <laughs> watch this times a thousand. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is definitely, I find different and it's true. You do get conditioned of doing stuff at like any time of day, literally or a night because you're like, if you can fit things in. Um, and then we also, the part that I've talked to other moms who kind of have kids our age is, and I don't feel like it got talked about is you throw in that little panorama that happened that started in March, 2020. Right. And at that point, like my kids were just over one and just over four. And I had come back from, I was back in clinic after um, taking some time off for mat leave. Um, And then that happened. And I feel like there was a chunk of time where it just felt like everything was flipped upside down. If you had your own business, you're trying to kind of juggle. There's no childcare, like from anyone, plus the business side of things um, and trying to juggle that. And then the last few years, just with, you know, different sicknesses and stuff going around. I know a lot of parents feel like I I know some friends that are basically constantly home with their kids who are sick, right? And like my kids have gone through waves of of different things as well. So I get that. And I just feel like it's just another layer on as a parent, as a business owner. And if you're kind of juggling multiple aspects in terms of business too, it's a lot. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And yeah, this has taken on so many iterations too of being in a two-parent family. And who handles more of the, you know, default parent, primary parent responsibilities during the day depends on, depending on what everyone's work schedule looks like. And in my family, it's me and it has been me for years. If someone's sick, I'm home with them, but we're, it's really nice now to be at a place where, okay, if I'm the one home during the day then I know that I need to leave whenever Randy, my husband gets home from work when his day is kind of wrapping up, then I need to get out of the house to go work, to go take care of myself, whatever it might be, and not just try to push through, stay home the rest of the evening, be like, I'll get to it tomorrow, just really advocate for myself and for my business that no, actually this needs to happen tonight today for me to be okay too Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's good to talk about it because every every family is going to look different like I know with mine because being self-employed versus my husband is an employee so as an employee he can get sick days and stuff but then there was also the juggle of if the kids are sick like he can't take extended time off either but for me if I was to take a day off and then I have to move clients and I have a long wait so it's like where to put them so that was something. And I think like, I feel very equal with my husband in terms of with the childcare and even figuring out appointments and stuff. Like he really takes that on because he knows it's like with my work, if I'm not working, then we also financially aren't bringing in what we need to bring in. So I think it's good to talk about those different, different dynamics and who it falls on. Um, And I think communication has been huge. Like I found, especially with our second going into having our second, um, our communication went way up with adding another baby, knowing of like, 
this is what life's going to look like. And this is your work. And this is my work. And this is kind of how we need to juggle things. Um, just because that's what life looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How long have you had your business now for then? Uh, so the physiotherapy practice that, um, almost seven years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah my business has been 10 years and mm. it's just looked so different. I think that's, what's so important to remember too, that mm. our businesses have seen so many iterations and will continue to. So if you're in the earlier stages of starting your business, just know that, it might not look like this and that is okay. And what it's going to look like in two or five years, it's probably going to be so, so different as well. Yeah, exactly. And I do think I'm glad we did this. I'm glad you came up with this topic because I think it is good for people to hear the different, the differences between them and how they can evolve. And even you might be listening to us and thinking like, I want one or the other or a combination of what we have. And then kind of, I always found it's kind of looking at where you want to go and then working your way backwards of like, what steps do you need to take so that you actually can get to that point? And that's where it's like, I love mentoring. And I know you do too, in terms of with coaching and professionals of just the personal side, but also the work side, we both really understand what that looks like. And then also as moms too. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I don't know, finally, I'll just say that I am so grateful to have built a business and be building a business that I freaking love that suits my personality so well and just suits my needs so well. Like I was just drowning for so many years, coaching clients in person all day long, five days a week. I knew I could not keep going at that pace, especially as we wanted to get pregnant in the near future, I knew I had to change something. And it's just been such a cool process to build something that I love so deeply. And I think that's so cool about yours too. Like you have just built this thing to work with your life mm-hmm. and also to do it in a way that you really enjoy. Yeah. And I think it's, It's also to, I feel like with one-to-one as a fitness professional, but also as a health professional, everyone's a little bit different how they look at their work and at their career. And I feel like both of us have been very much like we love helping our clients one-to-one, but then also being able to, you've seen what the knowledge does and how it changes one-to-one, whereas like what, how it's been helpful adding an online component for both of us is then we get to share this with way more people, like just on the podcast, the the amount of people that we've connected with and reached in terms of information that we've learned so we can pass on um, has been more than I think either of us have ever thought that we would. And so that's where I find that online component. Um, I can speak as a physio. I find if you're thinking of that, that's really where you can then reach even more people along with your clinical practice. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, friends, let us know. Do you want to hear more about business? Anything more that you want us to go into detail on? Of course, we're happy to talk through it. So definitely hit us up in the DMs on Instagram at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast. And tell us what you want to know more about. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 